Hello and welcome to this Saturday afternoon edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to jump right into the message today by revisiting Joshua 24. I want to read a few verses there, probably as the Lord leads, verse 13 down through verse 16. But, you know, back on the second day of this new year, we spoke uh, on a message entitled, Choose You This Day Whom Ye Will Serve. And we spoke about in the, in the process of that message that how the, the this evil and perverse generation that we live in is boldly uh, Satan and this this evil evil fallen generation is proclaiming uh, the immorality the sexual immorality and all the acts of uh, transgressions and sins are op- so openly displayed for everyone to see. You know, you you don't have to look far. It's on every uh, outlet, every media outlet from television, social media, so on and so forth. But they are boldly proclaiming this. And this is the purpose of this message as we begin this new year. And I know we're on the 14th day of the new year. But, uh, you know, I, I want you to understand something. It's time for you and I, as born again believers, to take our stand and proclaim who we serve, who our God is. They have the God of this world. Satan has blinded them to the truth of God's word. The only way that they will know the truth is if we tell them the truth and the Holy Spirit convicts them and draws them to the Lord. But if we are so if we can look at ourselves and them and we are a mirror image of what they're doing, how are we going to be a witness to them if our life reflects what their life is? We must take a stand. Not only that, but we don't need to be ashamed of who our God is. We need to finally stand up, brothers and sisters in Christ, and make a bold proclamation. As the as Joshua will see here in Scripture, the Word of God tells us here in verse 13 of Joshua 24, and I want to speak to you on this thought today. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. But I want to read these these verses right quick. Uh, We read verse 13 down through verse 16 of Joshua 24. Word of God tells us, And I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you built not, and you dwell in them, of the vineyards and of the olive, olive yards which you planted not, do you eat? Listen closely to verse 14 now. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Listen to what Joshua says. But as for me and my house, we will, an emphatic statement, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said unto Joshua and unto God, and as Joshua was their witness, and they had later on will find out they were witnesses against themselves of this. They said, God forbid that we should Forsake the Lord to serve other gods. 
Joshua said, and this is a moniker. I have seen it on plaques. As a matter of fact, I have it painted over one of the doorways of my house. And many of you do as well. You have it either hanging up on a plaque or you paint it over a doorway. It says, but for as me, for, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The first step that we spoke about in serving the Lord in our last broadcast in this series was the first step of knowing the Lord before you can serve him. That is by faith, placing all your faith in Christ's finished redemptive work on the cross in his blood, repenting of your sins, turning from those sins and confession and repentance. It's a change of heart and, and a change of mind that leads to a change of action. That means you completely turn from sin and turn to God by placing your faith in Christ. That's the first and most important step that must be taken in service to the Lord. To serve him, you must first know him and have an intimate personal relationship with him and have Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. But now <clears throat> I'm speaking to born-again believers, true born-again believers. You and I need to understand what it, it takes to serve the Lord. We can't, we don't need to be half-hearted. Darkness and light, darkness in, in Scripture is over and over synonymous with sin and death. Light has to do with life and Christ and his love and his life-giving spirit. Those two cannot dwell in the same heart. But we must understand that we must, and Joshua says right here, after he has rehearsed in the first 13 verses all that God has done for them, God has spoken through him and told him all that he has done for them. And we may get into that later as the Lord leads, but and he comes down to verse 13 and says, I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you built not, and you dwell in them. Of the vineyards and olive yards which he planted not, do you eat? In other words, he's telling them, I blessed you. I have given you. I have delivered you. I, and that's the language that we find going down verses 1 through verse 13 here. I delivered them into your hands. He had given them victory over victory after victory in the land of Canaan. He had given their promised land. And he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This generation had seen the whole first generation that turned against God in unbelief there as the first crossing over the Jordan. And they refused to go because they looked upon their own strength and their own ability and to look on their enemy instead of looking to the one that had already promised them that they would give them the victory because he would go before them so this generation was the ones that were 20 and under at that time because the 20 and old 20 years old and older died in the wilderness and this generation crossed over of course moses died as well but joshua would deliver them into the promised land that God had before promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the generation that Joseph is speaking to and who God is speaking to. He has told them that he delivered them out of the bondage of Egypt, by the way, which is a type of sin in the Old Testament, speaks of our bondage in sin. So not only that, but he's delivered you and I from sin through his son, Jesus Christ. He said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hey, he has given everything to you and I, my friends. It's time for us to stand up. It's time for us to say we will choose this day. 
to serve our Lord. And that begins with fear. Fear of the Lord. Fearing the Lord is not a fear and trembling that, or a, a, a being afraid or running away in fear. That's the fear that the unbeliever should have for the judgment of God and the eternal death and eternal separation that they will experience without Christ. But for the believer, fear of God is something much different, something much different. Fearing the Lord means to be in reverent awe of his sovereignty, his holiness, to give him complete reverence and to honor him as the God of creation, the God of great glory, majesty, purity, and power. Our God who is all-knowing, who is all-powerful and ever-present. Our God who created the universe, the word of God tells us in Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Elohim, God, the, the, the one self-sustaining one, the, the three in one, the three co-equal and co-existing uh, persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. God, the God of all creation, who is all-powerful. You know, it means something more different than us in, in that reverence. Reverence speaks of a profound love and respect. And not only that, but if you read over there in Job, he feared God and eschewed evil. That means that he reverently trusted God. He, he loved him with a profound love and respected him, and he hated evil. You and I don't need to love evil. We need to hate it because our God hates it. We need to take a stand against and it's time you and I stand up and say, we will choose this day to serve our Lord. And that begins with fear, my friends. Uh, Proverbs chapter uh, 1-7 declares, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You want to know why we need to know the word of God? Because we need to understand who God is and develop a reverential fear of him by understanding who he is, that is what the word of God is for, is alive and it's active and it will it endures forever because it speaks of our eternal God and our eternal Savior and his spirit, Jesus Christ, our Lord. It gives, when we come to a true wisdom from the word of God and an understanding of who God is, that he is holy, he is just and righteous. I want you to read, I want to read a scripture to you this evening or this afternoon, excuse me, from uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27 through 29. The word of God tells us here, and the word yet once more signifieth the removing of the things that are shaken, of the things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Speaking of the passing away of the old heaven and the old earth and the new earth and new heaven being established. It says, wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace. That means hold fast grace, whereby we serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. My friend, God will judge sin. He he does not change. He is unchanging. And we must live in a fear 
of him. That means we must reverently trust him and have a profound love, a profound respect for our, the holiness of our God in Jesus Christ our Lord, for his spirit indwells us. And I promise you, my friend, that you cannot have darkness and light. They can't exist in the same heart. This speaks of a heart change. You wholeheartedly give yourself to him in reverent awe and full respect and full and a profound love. This is the first step after you receive Christ that we must practice day in and day out, every second of every day, we must fear the Lord. As, as Solomon declared there in Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When we begin to reverently stand in awe of him, and we begin to allow his spirit to work in us and guide us and teach us all things from his word, we learn who he is. We know of his holiness. We learn of his judgment upon man's sin. We learn of the salvation and redemption that comes only through his son, Jesus Christ. We love of his great love for us. We learn that his mercies are new every morning and they endureth forever. We, we learn that he has loved us so much for God is love. And this is love that God sent his son into the world to be the propitiation for the sins of the world. John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. My friends, the word of God tells us everything that we need to know. As we learn more and more about Christ, we learn about his uh, his heart and his love for men, we see the outward expression of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. That is what the red letters are so wonderful and remarkable for. They show us who our God is. And the Old Testament tells us exactly who he is and exactly how we are to stand for him. And in that begins in fear of the Lord. It's not a fear of trembling or being afraid. It's just standing in awe of him and full profound love and respect for his holiness, his righteousness, his power. He's all powerful. He's all knowing and he's ever present. My friends today, help us as we begin. Let's pray together. Let's pray together that we will take a stand starting right here, right now. And we will say as Joshua said and we will mean it with a whole heart but as for me and my house we will serve the lord thank you for joining us today i look forward to the next time that we can share in a word word from the word of god god bless